0: Welcome to the Full and Focus podcast. My name is Morgan Calton, and tonight I'm joined by two hosts. I've got uh, with me, sort of returning to the podcast, Mr. Matt Dom. Hi, Morgan. Coming on for his first appearance on the podcast, good friend of mine and who you may know as at Match1 uh, one on Twitter, it's Lee Adams. All right, Lee?
1: Hi Morgan, how are you, mate? You
0: okay? I'm oh, very well. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, I know it was a bit last minute, but yeah, great to have you on. No um, and we'll be sort of discussing a few bits and pieces towards the end of the show um, about what we're up to, uh, what you've been up to. But first of all, you know, we've got plenty to cover. Obviously, we had the Brentford game at the weekend, the game that extended the Whites' unbeaten run to twenty-one games. A lot of social media acting as if we, whereas well, if we lost the game, you know, the reaction was as we'd actually sort of been relegated, it was that bad. But I think we need to look at the positives of uh, how well we're doing at the moment, uh, especially as we go into Friday's massive game against Millwall against, you know, they're playing particularly well at the moment, and I think, you know, we just need to sort of look at that. And also, on another positive note, looking at Ryan Sessegnon's five awards at the EFL Awards at the weekend, which is incredible. Uh, you know, sort of, we haven't, you know, seeing a player of that stature it's walking away with so many awards, it's brilliant. Uh, We will be finishing off the show by discussing a little project that uh, Lee started back at the end of uh, last year. We will be taking on uh, at the end of the season. So just kicking off, I mean, the result of the weekend wasn't ideal. On the other hand, we did extend our unbeaten runs, 21 games. Uh, We didn't play particularly well, I think it's fair to say. We got off lucky, maybe on a couple uh, couple of points. But Matt, sort of give us your thoughts. I mean, from a positive point of view, 21 unbeaten, and we didn't play particularly well, but we didn't lose. I mean, what did you think of the game?
2: Well, I mean, yeah, twenty-one unbeaten—that's incredible. Um, you know, no one could see that coming. I suppose the the reason it did hurt so much was because you know we we've come that far. We've we've got twenty-one games unbeaten. We had just gone second, and you know it feels like we we needed to nudge it over the line in the last few games. So it's another setback. It's another twist. But as you say, we we, we we're unbeaten in twenty-one. It was. One of our weakest games for quite a while, but like you say, we didn't lose, which was kind of the important thing. I I thought before the game we needed to win all four to come second, with the possible chance of dropping points in one of the four. That's happened already, so now you know, simple. We need to win all three and hope Cardiff slip up. So yeah, I mean, it was, it wasn't our best game. Overall, I'm thinking uh, the players were looking a little bit tired by the end. I mean, it's been the same team for pretty much every game um, over the last couple of months it's been such a such a good run and that's it, only natural that they, they have an off game every now and then but we didn't lose you know we, we go again against Millwall on, on Friday well, I'm going to mention Mitrovic again we, we talk about him all the time but with, without a player who could finish the way he did we probably would have ended up losing so overall a, a good point I think we have to say uh, the way we played
0: yeah, I mean, it was obviously it was a fantastic goal. I mean, it just sort of like it almost came out of nowhere. The way he struck that came with the inside of the post, kind of went along the line, just creeped in at the other side. Um, I think you, we didn't have that player before, obviously, and it's just great to see someone who's just sort of you know scored a goal out of nothing. Whereas obviously with sort of uh, AK or you know Font, even though he's only he scored a couple, um, they really need chances on plates. Yeah, you know, whereas Mitro kind of just. Hit that and it went in, and we weren't expecting it, but great. I think, as you rightly said, you know, we've mentioned him a lot on the podcast recently just because he's been so influential in this run. You know, I know as a team performance or a team run, you know, everyone's been involved in it, but having him up has, uh, you know, has brought so much to the team and things like that just sort of uh, reaffirm the reason for bringing him in. And it just to you know, make us think about sort of, uh, you know, why everyone was sort of say, "Oh no, we need that Dwight Gale. He's going to come in. He's going to sort of take us up." But I guess without thinking that, you know, Metro was actually the far better option. Lee, what did you think about the game anyway? Oh yeah, like I
1: said, i reiterate what Matt said. I think we looked a little bit sluggish. Obviously, when that team from Middlesex come down, their cup final, so they're going to be up for it <laughs> more than we are. You know, we forgot that they existed. So fair, fair play to Brentford. You know. They, they stuck at it and I, I think for the last five minutes I kind of thought something would happen and it just had to be in the last minutes to gonna yeah. I I just think we're looking a little bit sluggish, Frederick's looks a little bit tired, Johansson looks a little bit tired, that everyone's looking a little teeth kicking in and but like Matt said, we virtually the same team that's been played for the season. Like you said about Mitrovic, absolutely something that we've been crying out for. Uh, Way before Ross, uh, McCormack, and so forth. We needed that player to take that ball, spin, and have a dig. I think, who was it against Wolves? Was it Wolves? The Putney end. He scored again. The ball come over and he hit on the right.
0: Oh, Sheffield United, wasn't it?
1: Was it Sheffield United? I can't remember. (laughs) It just just amalgamates into one as you get older. Um, (laughs) But. I said to I said to my little boy Billy. I said that is what we've been crying for a player like that. And you said, "Yeah, we're that is what we needed." I think we could do well in the playoffs. I I truly think we can. I I, I fancy us in, against anybody really. To be fair, we've got a good side. we are really good, but yeah, we get tired. We're restless. We're getting like we need a
0: summer break. That, that was Saturday it was Saturday again. That's their cup final. We're in, in all fairness, yeah, Brentford did play very well. I think, you know, we, we kind of they expected them to did. come over and play football um, because, you know, a lot of teams do come to the cottage and they just basically shut up shop. Brentford didn't. And, you know, they had that guy Ryan Woods in the middle of the park who, you know, he controlled the game for them. Uh, he was okay. great. Yeah. And, you know, really uh, so, you know, that he is uh, he is being sort of scouted by a bunch of premiership teams at the moment. You can see why. Obviously, they had the sort of the handball by um, Johansson in the first half, which probably should have been a penalty, had the goal ruled out, which, again, probably shouldn't have been ruled out. You know, they probably uh, were unfortunate not to be ahead at half time. Um I think, you know, obviously, all the teams at the moment are a bit tired. It's a very long season. Recently, the games have been coming thick and fast. You know, there's only three, four games left for teams to really sort of like, yeah, get uh, state their claim for the playoffs or automatic promotion. I think Cardiff, you know, they had a good result Saturday, but I think we were kind of all hoping just for Norwich to do the business up there, but obviously they didn't. I think they're kind of there on some holidays now already. You know, Cardiff can still slip up. They've got a couple of tough games. Um Obviously, last game of the season, they're playing Reading. And who knows what kind of position they're going to be in. I kind of hope they do lose the next couple of games, just so that they're actually fighting for their uh, championship plays. Um I think, you know, you've got to look at the league and go, it is Cardiff's second spot to lose. I don't know, Matt, do you see any way of us getting up there? I mean, obviously, there is mathematically the chance, but do you see um, Cardiff really sort of dropping as many points as we need?
2: I sort of feel... They've dropped their points now. Um, you know, they lost two in a row and they were really kind of devastating defeats for them. You know, late on um, and, you know, against Wolves, they missed two penalties in the deep into stoppage time. But they bounced back and, you know, credit to them for that. That was the huge win against Norwich. After that Norwich game, I really think we did have to beat Brentford. And if we had, I'd say I would still fancy it. The fact of the matter is they only need to win two out of four now. So the chance is probably gone. But, you know, there's hope. Well, hope's still there. I'm still going to believe that we're going to do it. Yeah, I think um, until it's mathematically impossible, the the league is so
0: competitive that there is always that chance. I don't think we need to sort of dwell on it. You know, Um, back in December, we were looking at the table and going, oh, if we sneak into the playoffs, we'll be lucky. Uh, Now we're looking at it going, if we get into the playoffs, we're unlucky. So yeah, I think when you look back at sort of, uh, you know, end of last year, we were looking at sort of the playoffs and going, if we make those, we'll be lucky. We weren't playing particularly well, but that run was just beginning. Um, I think, you know, we're almost a little bit spoiled in how well it's gone in the last couple, in the last few months. So if we do get that extra promotion spot, uh, you know, take the second position, then amazing. You know, it's just cherry on the cake of what a, this remarkable run has been. If we get that playoff spot and we finish third, great. We have our second leg at home, uh, which obviously we didn't last time round. I would, you know, I'd be confident going into the playoffs. The only thing that annoys me is that I have a wedding on the day of the playoff final. and I'm not quite sure if I'll be able to make it so selfishly. I really hope we go up, you know, automatically. So I don't miss out on that. But, <laughs> um, but obviously sort of, you know, leaving Brentford behind because it was what it was. Uh, we got a point out of it when maybe we didn't, you know, wholeheartedly deserve to, but going into Friday's Lee. game, we're going to Millwall, this is a massive game. I mean, they are playing so well at the moment. Um, Lee, how do you see this sort of turning out? I mean, bearing in mind how well Millwall have been playing?
1: Mill um, Arison's gone playing superb football. Um like like you say, they've literally come out of nowhere. they just putting back-to-back wins. What are they, on 15
0: undefeated now?
1: Is that, am I right? I, mean, if... I haven't checked, but I
0: mean, you, they haven't... They've been on a similar run to us. Uh, and they've yeah. come up from sort of mid to lower tables, sort of into the playoff spots. And, then, you know, if they get into the playoffs, they are got a real force to be reckoned with if they carry on this run. If they drop off towards the end of the season, then fair enough. I mean, they should be beaten. But, I mean... They've yeah they've just come out of nowhere and they uh, yeah right Neil Harris is you know he's obviously he's a fan favourite from when he played there but he just seems to have motivated them into this sort of team that sort of you know and they're just taking out all before them which you know I'm not I, you know I don't mind it all in the past I always when I was when I was a kid I always used to watch them on uh, ITV back when they had the um, yeah, yeah, I, did. I I think it was because <clears throat> at the time I liked Casey Keller and obviously it was quite you
1: know Terry Hurlot yeah.
0: Oh, Terry Herlock, yeah, fucking beast! And that lovely pinch stripe shirt they had, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember why it was. It's because I was young, and basically, whenever I saw my name, I got excited. And they were sponsored by Captain Morgan. <laughs> 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 I had a really big ego. When I was big kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: but yeah, I mean, Matt, I, I just sort of, I don't know, for if, uh, if you think about this, but I mean. Do you see it being um, the one to end our run or do you think we'll get something out of it?
2: I've just added it up. It's 18 in the league. They're unbeaten. So, I mean, it's it's the two form teams in the league. It's not 21 uh, though, is it? No, it's no 21. Uh, they could match it, couldn't they, by the end of the season? But, you know, they won't. <laughs> um, I think, <laughs> you know, both teams really have to win. There's no other thing. There's no other way about it. There's no other option apart from both teams to win. Um, So normally you would think that's going to end in a draw, but that said, I think I think we're a better team. So I I fancy our run to go on and theirs to end. To be honest, it will be a good game though. I think it's going
0: to. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's going to be great. You know, you've got the. It's going to be a sort of you know a big crowd. I mean, obviously we've sold out our away allocation. Um, I guess the only issue is at Millwall is that they don't put the lower tier um, on sale. So even though we're going to sell out our allocation, we're up in sort of the second tier. Will be heard, but it's not quite as the, it's not quite the same as being right that close to the pitch. Obviously, I don't know why they don't sell that bottom tier. I assume it's because they don't want the home fans going over and beating up the away away fans. But you know, it seems a bit strange seeing as they've got this bit of stand that they just don't use. So, Lee, what do you think? Do you think we'll get something out of it, or do you think you know Millwall are playing great? You know they've got the motivation behind them, and we are slacking a bit.
1: I think both of us, I, I think after Saturday's game against Brentford, I think the Vista's going to sit down and have a word with the lads and say, look, we're so close. We can't let this go. We, we've we got to keep winning and hope that parties slip up. I'm going to go definitely, Exactly the same Matt, definitely we're going to end Newell's run and we're going to come out. I'm going to say 3-1 winners, assessing on with two, feeling confident
0: well yeah okay that's that's the really optimistic view that is <laughs> optimistic. you've not listened to this podcast before you've got to be
1: optimistic podcast, haven't you yes. this is full <laughs> this is full yeah. you've got to be optimistic
0: yeah i think After you then. know it it will be i mean it's it's yeah it's going to be a great game i think you know sort of and yeah. i really i, I really hope the, sort of, the team are back you know they sort of i hope they're driven by the fact they need to win this game bearing in mind that um once it finishes Cardiff have two games in hand on us. So, if we're not above them after Friday, then obviously they should be going up. And I think, you know, they've got Forrester home on Saturday, at Forrester basically, but, you know, they're definitely on holidays now. So, yeah, I think I think the boys will be buoyed on by it. I think uh, Mill will definitely come out and play football. They're not going to just be sort of like, you know, chopping, chopping legs and stuff like that. They are going to be sort of trying to win the game. So, in theory, it could be about four all. But I think, you know, I think we'll carry on our run. I do think it's most likely to be a draw, but, you know, let's, let's be optimistic and sort of think it's going to be a 3-2 win. Let's go for a high scorer. Um, yeah, Matt, anything more to add on, add on to that? Any, any thoughts?
2: I'm kind of thinking, we've been, like I said early, we've been looking tired. I'm wondering if there is an opportunity for Slav to make one or two changes bearing in mind though that we've got now a game a week until the end of the season so it's not perhaps as essential as when we were having you know midweeks uh, at the same time but I mean Johansson I think um that you mentioned earlier looked look tired against Brentford but then on the, on the same token against Reading he was he was incredible so uh, I, I would might take this opportunity to maybe maybe get Norwood in there you know yeah. they're 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 a a battling team. I think Norwood is kind. Of, he's, he's kind of underrated in his. He's quite a sort of. He's obviously a good passer, but he's quite gritty as well. So maybe there's an opportunity for Norwood to be in there as well. <laughs>
0: I, don't, I don't mind Norwood, but I wouldn't put it down as a good passer a lot I of mean, the time.
2: Oh but... uh, well. <laughs> I think that's. I think that's a bit unfair. I, I think he's. He, he's. He's a different kind of passer. You know, he, he tries those angled balls uh, down the flanks, and that, that could be useful. You know, away from home as well. But you I, know, think he, I think he, you're right yeah, though. I think he, if
0: he does bring him in, it wouldn't be a bad move. I think, you know, if you have um, k and Norwood in there, you will be sort of having a bit more grit. Whereas, um, you know, Steph Joe adds that element of creativity. And like, you know, I'd certainly bring him off the bench in the second half. You know, sort of at the same time, I think if we can get stuck into them, it will seem a f- they obviously they're their view of the Fulham game would be very much about our passings, you know, slick movement and everything like that. If we can have two guys in there who are kind of the enforcer
2: role, I think, you know, perhaps that might sort of shake things up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I I think so. Um, And and also, I'm thinking about perhaps, perhaps Christian for Fredericks as well. Um, Christie is marginally more defensive minded than Fredericks is. Um, So that, It'd be a good option against, you know, what is in what is a really, really hard away match. So I think there's some options for Slav.
0: I think as well, Piazon probably dropped to the bench. I think obviously Sess will start uh, with Mitro. What do we think is going to happen with Cabano? I mean, Lee, I don't know what you made of this at the weekend and him being bought on, then bought off after half an hour. Um, yeah, I think I, we're going to see him again. I, I i you know I like Caballo.
1: I really do every time I've seen him come on off the bench the night I that him on the bench he's put energy and passion to the park he wants to run after everything he wants to do everything um and you see him come on and come off I, I i was a little bit shocked to be fair, but i, I like him I've got really a lot of time for him I, I find his his passion and his desire to chase everything down and to 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 win things is is second to none um. I would have him in the first team, definitely. Or could he be an old game of Solskjaer or United in the late nineties where he comes on and makes a big impact and changes the game. He suckers at of what he does, but I do
0: like I do like I do do like Cabano. I've got a lot to act him. He's a great player. It was because it was a weird decision by Slav. I mean, I know a lot's been said about his substitutions and stuff like that. And you know, they kind of they are sort of sometimes a little bit confusing. Um, but the fact is he brought on Cabano so sort of you know mixed it up a bit we scored the goal and obviously from you know the point of view of tactics it is probably the right thing to take off a right winger uh, or you know either winger um, and replace him with the defender but surely you kind of replacing the right winger with the you kind of somewhat attacking minded right back why not bring Callas on but was it you know do you think it was because he wasn't happy with Cabano doesn't wasn't Overly impressed with his the way he sort of um, you know put the effort into the game, or do you think he was just purely tactical and no no hard feelings and we'll put him back in the first two? Matt, I mean, I don't know yeah. what you thought because I just found it or Lee, yeah. You know? I, I think it's just tactical.
1: Um, the way you come off, I don't know, he just looked a little bit puzzled and there didn't look that much friction between the two, so I can't see it being. Like he's played rubbish, and subsequently I'm going to drag him off, rare and have the ump. I just, I, I couldn't get it. I, I didn't understand it. But like, like we say now, it's tactical. They like say take it off, defend, and obviously have an extra man at defence, and then hopefully take the onslaught for X, Y, Z minutes, and then hopefully ride the game out and we win one-nil. But obviously that weren't to be. I like him. I like to I've got a lot of time for him. I just think he, he's great. I like him. I like him. I like him.
0: I, th- I think the thing—you can't dislike him because he seems to love the game. He seems to sort of really enjoy his, uh, really enjoy being at Fulham. I'm sure it's frustrating from his point of view because he hasn't been starting games. He hasn't been sort of even making the bench in some cases. Um, but there's always something about him that makes you think—you know, this guy is a great guy. You know, he sort of he just you know he loves the fact that he's a professional footballer. But he hasn't been sort of getting the sort of the breaks in the team. So I imagine in the back of his mind, he'd probably be leaving in the summer if Slav doesn't sort of see him as part of sort of, you know, the first team or first 11, he'll probably be looking for someone who he does see as part of the first team. So, you know, I, I kind of, between him and um, Aite, I don't see a huge amount of difference in terms of what they bring to the team. I think, you know, maybe AITA's has just been a bit more sort of popular with Slav, even though he just can't seem to get his injuries. Right. I don't know if he's going to be back for this game or not, uh, but he does seem to be out injured for quite a lot of the time. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, moving on somewhat. I mean, one of, uh, one of the players that we will be seeing on Friday, most certainly, is uh, Ryan Sessignon. And I think we need to talk about his haul at the EFL Awards at the weekend. Matt, when you saw this, what was your first thought when you saw that he'd won five out of five awards that he was nominated for?
2: I mean, all five was, was quite a surprise. I think, you know, everyone had him down, certainly for the young young player of the season um i probably would have had um had edged out for the player of the season to ruben nevers you know but he he's an absolute superstar um he's hugely rated uh obviously that shows with the fact he's won these five awards um so I'm, i'm absolutely delighted for him um i think the funny thing about it i suppose is that you, you know, you look at us, you watch us every week and there aren't many Fulham fans who would actually say that Brian Sessegnon um, is our best player every week, you know, he's uh, not, not got nothing against the kid, you know, he's, he's young um, and he, he's fantastic, but, you know, we've got a really strong team. It, it's sort of, I suppose in a way it's worked in our favour that, you know, he's got all this coverage around him, teams are starting to kind of pick him up, you know, double up on him, focus on him a bit more. Which is, is, you know, it leaves a bit more space for the likes of Kearney, Johansson, Mitrovic to operate in, you know, and they can really cause damage. But, you know, I, I would say there's, there's a lot of kind of, he, he's won a few of those awards on hype alone. Um, yeah, but I at think... the same time, he's improved a lot this season. You know, he's getting better in the areas that he, he was weaker. So, you know, fully deserved from that point of view, I think, you know, he's, he's an absolute superstar. And I
0: think, you know, he's definitely benefited from target coming into the team, allowing him to sort of push up, you know, as a permanent left winger, As a you know, sort of, it's fairly sort of uh, universally sort of understood that he's definitely not a left back. And he sort of, in the first half of the season, he was good, you know, he sort of like scored a few goals, uh, you know, uh, but defensively, he kind of like, he wasn't great. Um, and then obviously he got sort of pushed up and he's been brilliant. You know, there's there's no doubt about it. And for a kid who is that young, uh, you know, he was, you know, he's done. He's obviously spent some time in the gym as well. Sort of getting, you know, slightly bigger as as he grows up as well. You know, he'll get stronger. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. I think you're right. I think he's sort of like there's definitely sort of a certain amount of hype that has won him a couple of these awards. Obviously, though, he was already selected in the team team of the year. So obviously, that wasn't an award as such. But I mean, obviously. Like, okay. well, would you call the award? Would you be called being selected for Team of the Year in award? Yeah, why not? Yeah, cool. Why not? <laughs> uh, but he also got a Championship <laughs> Apprentice of the Year. I was like, I, I thought they, I thought they got rid of apprenticeships in about sort of in a in the early two thousands. I didn't sort of that. I thought that would just be the Young Player of the Year. Because of Apprentice makes you think he's cleaning sort of um, Tom Kenny's boots or something.
1: <laughs> long were their YTS days, mate. Long were them. Yeah, They've long gone great. now. But, I think... but my point on Seth my point on Seth, I, just, I I generally I think he's an absolute sensation. A proper fresh breath of fresh air to uh, the English game, especially being English. Uh, but I think the the, the, the one thing that I really, really, really enjoy about him, he's the most humble fella you'll ever meet in your life. He's seventeen. You know, for for to have the mind that he has off the pitch, he uh, still gets the bust. A, a foot Away from the ground, he gets on the bus to go home to Roehampton. I, I, I just find it just so full of. I love that. Mm. You know, he's seventeen. It's quite old school, seventeen-year-olds. It? Ah, oh, it's it's great. His it's, it, mum's an absolute star. You know, it's it's amazing to think that this this lad here has got the potential to go very far in football. And he's so rooted. He gets the bus home. He he stands there, and I've seen him before, just standing, signing autographs for everybody, and having pictures done. Yeah, I have a picture. Yeah, I think what seventeen year old does this? This is crazy. When I was seventeen, I would never wanted to do that.
2: I was yeah, like, but yeah, no
1: I'm an autograph Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go party and let's do this. But but like it's, you know.
0: Yeah, and I think you know, you know, it, it's kind of yeah, it is I'm a credit to his family, I think. A, as oh, well magic, as magic it's credit to his family, to his family. Credit to it, and credit to the club that they managed to man- uh, they've managed to manage, so to speak. Um, yeah. his rise is such a you know, speedy rise. I mean, last season we saw we saw glimpses of what he we thought he was going to become. We thought, oh, this kid's going to be brilliant. Um, and this season he has been, and you know he's kind of like you do wish him all the best. You know, if he does move at the end of the season, we can't begrudge him a move at all. I but the thing is. He's not pushing for it. He, you know, he is uh, a Fulham player. He, was, he grew up with the club. His twin plays for the club. I mean, Stephen must be really pissed off by all this. <laughs> Christmas, he's going to be, I mean, the rest of the year, he's going to be insufferable. <laughs> You know, sort of like everyone's going to be for family dinners and people are going to come around. It's like, oh, sort of, um, Ryan, what have you done this year? Oh, I've got five EFL uh, awards. Uh, you know, I've got, um, you know, sort of, I'm being touted for sort of multi million pound moves around the country. You know, I've got this massive contract. Steve, what have you been doing? Youth team. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I'd probably, I
1: I'd be, be, I'd probably such... leave home. <laughs> I just find him such a, uh, an adorable lad. You know, he's. <laughs> he's got that smile he's he's not arrogant he's got passion behind him you know and all credit to the club for managing managing him uh fair play to the family Like like you say he's not pushing for a move you know youngsters these days don't want to move he's 17 he can stay at Fulham for the next five years and really make something of himself and go on to bigger and better things and i i think holding your hands like you can't be him of them big money move when he does and you know I would, if he does leave this summer I, I don't want him to leave but I, I I'll follow his career all the way through I just think he's an absolute superstar in the making and he's so down to earth which I just find amazing in today's football world where the the the, the fans and the players seem to be very distant but me Ryan Sessignon is um, just an absolute sensation I, I, I can't give him praise enough my son met him and he was talking to my son and i was just in awe thinking you're seven years older than my son what is coming on here <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy and i'm thinking i'm getting old i'm sounding like my dad now i just don't when was he born oh i remember what was number one at that time oh my god i'm getting old this
0: is the worst thing Everybody's like, um, you know, when you're sort of getting older, it's like, oh, God, I'll never make it as a footballer. I'm too old. The fact they've got this, this guy who is, he's storming through the sort of, through the season and it, it's incredible to watch. And you sort of like see it. He's English. He's young. He's English, and then I'm just like, how old is he? 17? It's half my age. I feel really crap about myself now. <laughs> I mean, I was never going to make it as a because I, uh, I was crap. I... Um, so, you know, I don't feel too bad. But I mean, it's just like he's got such a mature head in his shoulders. Massive. and you know when I was 17 I was screwing up my A-levels by playing too much championship manager I mean I don't think he does that
2: doing that at 30 <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I think you know the, the other thing we've got to sort of um, sort of Appreciate the fact that he is English, and I think you, Matt, you were right. You know, there is a lot of hype around him, and I think you know, this is a great advert for the championship to have this player who is, And is. Don't forget, he's also the first non premiership player to be nominated for the PFA Young Player of the Year award. I kind of feel like Harry Kane might get that one, uh, he'll claim it, but he. You know, sort of the fact that he's even sort of considered um is just—it's brilliant for him. It's brilliant for Fulham. It's brilliant for the Championship. And you know, we've been saying for sort of you know a good while that the Championship is a quality league. You know, it's got one of the highest attendances, um, average attendances in Europe. And you kind of look at this league and you go, "It's the second tier of English football. Should it be sort of seen in the same regard?" It's like, yes, this is this is so competitive, and the quality is getting better and better. They're bringing in managers. They're bringing in players who um you know who should grace top divisions around europe he's starring in it which is brilliant and i think you know i don't know what what are you what's what are your opinions should he go to the world cup or should he not matt what do you think
2: <laughs> it's uh it's a million dollar question I, I think i think no i've changed my mind I, I, a few a couple of months ago i thought yeah i think he might go uh and i think it would be a good thing but now no, do you know what? Screw England. Get, uh, get Ryan Sessigny on a nice summer rest after we've got promotion, getting him back fit, starting in the Premier League. That'll do me. Um, I, I don't even think, you know, you, we, we've mentioned, you know, how, how humble he is and how down to earth he is. I, don't, I wouldn't have thought he's even given it a thought, to be honest. Um, you know, I think now if you offered him, if you said to him, you know, would you give all five of those awards you just got back? for Fulham to go up this year i think he'd take it you know he said after the after the awards he wants to play in the premier league with fulham that's his focus um so so let him develop here for a while longer yeah
0: yeah i mean i think you're right i think you know the awards mean so they obviously they mean something to him because i mean obviously it's recognising and sort of you know how well he's played but he he wants this he wants to be in the premiership with us and i think that sort of says a lot about him about it's not about. He's not talking about himself. He's talking about the club, and I think you know if he once once he does play for England, as he inevitably will, sort of you know, senior level, um, I think he'll be a great asset to them. I, I just I I kind of do worry that his ego isn't quite as big as some of the other players in that sort of in that team. I uh, think I don't know, Lee. What do you think? I mean, it's sort of. I I don't think he should go to the World Cup. I I mean, no, that's 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 actually wrong. I think you know it could be a good experience in terms of being immersed within that, but at the same time, I think it's until I don't know the the players in the team are they the right people to be surrounded with?
1: Uh, well, we go back to two thousand and six when um, a young Theo Wilcott was signed by Arsenal, England Arsenal, from Southampton, and he was in the squad. Um, it's just quite similar to, to what's happening with um Ryan at the moment. Um talking England and all that. Never played the England game, never been in the first team and subsequently he's off to Germany in the World Cup. To me, nah, let him rest up, let him go on his holidays to Dubai, then put his feet up, then relax and just let him be him. You know, it's been a crazy season for him, he's played unteamed games, he's been lively and rightly so, he's won all these awards. Let him be him. Let him just relax. Take it easy. And like Matt said, he wants to be in the Premier League with Fulham. And do you know what? I guarantee you were all behind him on that one. Literally. Yeah. I would love to see him, one of our own, pick up the third playoff trophy. And, you know, that, I think that'd be quite personal. Stay relaxed. Don't, don't think they're nowhere near the end the squad. But like you say, with the egos, I think, yeah, I, I think he would get, not bullied as bullied, but I don't think he fit in there as such it's a bit like he's, he comes across as a graham lefoe type person to me in the sense yeah. that very quiet educated and what's the quite articulate not the usual football player type should we say laughing joking taking the mick and all that like, i can't see ryan doing that Seems very focused he wants to achieve he wants to be the best he wants to be the greatest and good luck to him good luck yeah to and
0: him. He, he wants to be the greatest i'm sure like you know any player who's um you know, that young and getting that hyped, he sort of, he doesn't, he he's not saying that he is the greatest. He's like his ambition is to be the greatest, yeah, 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 yeah. which is perfectly yeah. fine. You know, there is nothing wrong with that because he is so grounded that I think, you know, if he keeps sort of his mentality in shape, you know, and sort of, you know, being, sort of remaining how he is, then there is no reason why he can't be. You know, he, I mean, Gareth oh, Bale did the same thing, didn't he? I mean, he went from sort of left back to left wing and you know whatever he is now at real madrid he kind of you know there is no reason that Cesc can't do that either obviously he will hopefully still be at fulham but you know i think eventually someone if he does continue on this on the same trajectory uh, trajectory of um, his uh, talent then there is a you know, the club's going to come in with stupid money at some point and we'd be you know being insane to turn it down but let's let's hope that it keeps going and then yeah and come the end of the season we hopefully be ready to see him in the Premiership. Otherwise, you know, I think there is a chance that, well, more than a chance that he will be heading off somewhere. But sort of moving on to the end of the season, and Lee, apart from the fact that you're incredibly knowledgeable and, you know, your sort of your voice is lovely, there is a reason you're here. <laughs> and that is because the sort of end of the season, we've got, uh, and I'm taking part in this as well, as well as Danny Boy, uh, who runs Fulham Focus, we are taking part in a fantastic and somewhat crazy uh, challenge, which is walking from Craven Cottage to St. Andrews in Birmingham for that last game, uh, all in aid of a wonderful uh, mental health charity called Calm, uh, which Lee has been backing for you know a good while now. Was it three years, I think?
1: Three years now, mate, yeah. Three, three years. years.
0: And in um, last season, him and I, took on a couple of cycling challenges as part of it. We uh, we cycled up to Wigan on what was for the worst game ever. Uh, we didn't even bother losing That's it. Cool, there was there was just no there were no goals. It was it was horrific. Um it was not quite as horrific as the weather. I can't remember nothing of that game, you know I can't remember nothing of that game. That's <laughs> there was fine, nothing that, that
1: that was, to remember. Yeah that was that was the <laughs>
0: highlight. I remember Martin a <laughs> yeah. header from about seven yards out. Uh, Lee, just tell us a bit about what you're doing, uh, what you're doing as a, as a whole. And we'll talk about the Fulham to Birmingham walk afterwards. But, you know, just what what is your aim with all this craziness?
1: I, I Like I say, um, you know, Calm is a charity to help men with mental health. Uh, mental health in men is, well, the biggest kid of men under 45 is suicide. Every uh, two hours a male commits suicide in the UK. That's 12 a day. 84 a week you know if you go to football you look around but you're going to see predominantly men under 45 so i come up with the idea of using this charity and football coming together i suffered really bad uh a couple of years ago about eight nine years ago and i tried to take my own life uh thankfully i'm still here and since doing this it's gave me a massive leap of life and I've become a different person I've come out a lot more I've want to do more want to reach out and help other people even more you know when I when I needed someone I didn't know where to turn what to do or how to go about anything I went to my GP and it all just went downhill from there basically but then I found this charity years, years, years later and I looked there and I thought I need to do something for this charity I need to Do something crazy. I need to get this out there and crack on and do something. And obviously, the Fulham fans have been absolutely amazing. You know, there's so many people that have spoken to me personally, or through direct message or phoned me, and personally said you're an absolute legend. You know, uh, what you're doing is getting this out. And da 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 da. I like the fact that people can talk about this. I like the fact that there's no stigma. I like the fact that people can reach out and sure that there is someone other than family members who who might not take you seriously or just go, oh it'd be okay sleep off, it'd be fine. Or your mates who go, let's go down the pub and then you go to talk to them and it's another and it's kind of like The, the whole conversation just drifts and you're just talking about some nonsense. So to me, to get, if we can help one person during one of these missions to talk, to raise their concerns with someone else, then to me that is Job worthwhile. We've got recently. I walked from last Monday. What's it today? Tuesday. Last Monday, I walked Another up. I walked up, to, yeah. uh, I walked up to. I walked up to. I walked up to. I got the train to Reading, uh, which was twenty-five minutes. I was absolutely blown away. The first time I've ever <laughs> got the train to Reading. I was like, "Gee, this is real quick." <laughs> is and then subsequently met up with a few Reading boys, and I went. Yeah, boys, you do know that the train is like twenty five minutes. Like, yeah, yeah, we know. I went, Oh, okay. We've got to take a sixteen hour walking, you know that <laughs> I was like, Yeah, yeah, I know I was like, All right. So we go and like great boys, Martin and Johnny absolutely had such a laugh. The rain was coming down at three o'clock in the morning. It was it was long, it was proper hard, I'm not gonna lie. It was just it just felt felt relentless and just never kinda of stopped. We went through the night, it took us sixteen hours. We arrived at the Fulham at half past quarter past two. Them two, I, uh, them two raised the money, and I said, I'll do it with them. He raised now £7,000 between them. The two boys. And do you know what, what I took out of that? The fact that Reading fans are talking about it now. To mm. me, that that means more than any money. Reading fans know that there's someone else out there now. And, you know, we've had our host, host, hostilities between each other and, you know, running on the pitch, giving the aggro and all that in the playoffs. But we, what we've done as a football club here is us fans, not not the clubs, because the clubs are not, us fans stood together, and us fans wanted to help each other, and now we're doing that, which to me is the greatest gift of all to help another person. It's just wonderful. I got so much elation uh, when we got to the cottage. I, I had tears my eyes. I gave them both a hug and I went, I'm going to love you two forever. You two are great, you know. We had a great laugh. They're knackered. They had enough of my singing. But it was something unique, something... I've never met them before in my life. But we had such a laugh and it really changed everything. Both of them have been on the phone since saying, do you know what, that's changed me as a person. I said, why? They said, it was a struggle. The rain was coming. I I, wanted to quit, but I didn't. We were stuck in slough underneath them. Oh, gosh, um, horrible. A bus, <laughs> a bus it was, mate, it was lashing it down. And I'm going, I'm looking, I'm going, It's so good, man? It's been raining all night, and it just proper come down about half past five, quarter to six in the morning. I am like, I don't like this. I'm eating my, eating my beef jerky while I'm looking at it. Uh,
0: <laughs> what, what, what is it about um, you? It's sort of whenever you, whenever you do one of these, you sort of, you bring the rain. And, you know, we sort of, when, when we left for Wigan. Wigan was we had, the word. It was, it was crazy. We kind of, uh, we left Craven College at five in the morning and the thunder had started. And we just yeah, thought, oh, okay, we got, we got from the Johnny Haynes stand to the Hammersmith stand and then it deluged on our heads. And it was just like, huh, this is going to be great. It's only two. <laughs> Go and you know just like we got to. I remember we got to Milton Keynes and you know I know it's a (laughs) shithole, but they'd flooded it, and I thought, oh, this is great. You know they're going to restart it, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) it was really wasn't it? Oh, it was insane, and I'm just like, uh, you know, you just seem to bring bad weather, which is really ominous because when we do this (laughs) Birmingham walk, it's May. It's the beginning of May. You know, it's supposed to be nice weather. I'm I'm not packing long trousers or waterproofs. I'm packing, uh, you know, shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> but knowing <laughs> you're coming, I'm gonna pack one of those stupid umbrella hats. Uh, um, I definitely
1: advise you to do that, mate. You know me; I up in the river. It's yeah. it's definitely. I'm I, I, like like all the boys. Um, as, as as I said before, the boys are all dug in deep and they're all playing their part and getting this. This walk movement—do we do we call it a movement? Well,
0: I think, I think we do call it a movement. I think it's it's a, what, what I'm getting from this. Uh, you know, as I've in the past, you know, I've I've done things for sort of raising money for mental health uh charities trying to raise awareness. Um and this is, you know, Lee, this is how I met you. I met you through Twitter. Yeah. Um and you know, we had that chat. I remember that initial chat we had, we had a sort of like originally big plans that it kind of like obviously didn't we, I think we were playing cycles every away game that season. Uh, that yeah. was probably a little bit ambitious um considering you know we have to work and have other lives. Um, <laughs> but it was when when we when I spoke about six wasn't it? yeah yeah at least <laughs> And it's kind of i just come off the back of doing you know sort of. i'd cycled from hanoi and singapore and yeah you know, i sort of i needed something else to do and then i found you i you know i met this man on twitter which sounds really dodgy but it was you so it's okay um and you were so you were so enthusiastic about raising awareness raising sort of money for mental health i was like and tying this in to supporting fulham i was like yeah okay this is brilliant This is this is perfect i just you know it, I found it inspiring talking to you because it made me feel like what I was doing was great. <clears throat> I thought, well, we can do, do some great things. You've, you've gone on to sort of do a few more. I had a child and therefore it was quite sort of, you know, difficult to do too many for a while, but yeah, I'm, I'm so looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be three and a half days. We, so basically for those of you who haven't seen this on Twitter, who uh, don't know what the hell we're doing, um, we leave Craven Cottage on the morning of Thursday, the 3rd of May. We will be walking to Dunstable, Daventry, Solihull, yeah. and then uh, up to St Andrews, over just over three days. So we'll be doing, thir- I think we're starting what, with 35 miles, 42 miles for the second day, and maybe 33 for the last day. So we're sort of, yeah. you know, the very minimum, we're doing 11 hours of solid walking. And then the 42 mile day. I mean, I, it makes my eyes water just even thinking about it. Uh, but you know, it's 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 exciting. I mean, for uh, you know, check it out. You know, uh, go on Twitter, hashtag Fulham to Birmingham walk. Um, just sort of see you know what we've done. You can look on Lee's profile. You can look on my profile. Uh, you'll see the link on there. If you can donate, amazing. If you can just spread the word, because at the end of the day, this is about getting football fans talking. Um, about mental health, and this is—it's a sort of, you know, I guess you know, Lee, you'd—I imagine you'd agree with this—you know, football fans are the type of people that wouldn't, you know, traditionally consider mental health to be an issue. Massively, massively, massively. There's no question
1: about it. Like, I, for me, I think this. Well, next year, Mind are taken over the EFL charity
2: yeah of and, and are
1: taking over. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot more talk about this and everything. We've been doing it for three years. Um, You've been part of that. Uh, it seems to get snowballed snowballing, and everybody wants to get involved. I love it. I think it's great. More people, the merrier. The more people that can talk, the more people that can walk. I, I, I love it. And now we've got Claire who's going to be walking with us, a female. Um, the support from females has been unbelievable. And, you know... I'm getting people talk. I've project eighty four for calm recently um, kicked off on top of the the swimming, and a lot of people yeah. would have seen that on the buildings eighty four uh, mannequins of men. That's and that was the project suicide a week. Yeah, yeah, and people at work have been talking about it. Saying, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. The word is getting out, and we're all playing a part. And I, I just want to say to all the Fulham fans that are listening, you you have all played your part as well. You know, I might be off doing crazy stuff, but that one retweet, that one, you know what? I might talk to my friends and have a little words or tell them that calm's about. That you are making the biggest difference here. It's, it's all good me walking here, and cycling here, and everywhere, and that's not doing what we got to do. But your simple gesture of just, just looking out for each other is the pinnacle thing. We get people talking, then we'll walk if everybody else talks, you know, get the word spreading. I don't want no one to ever feel like I was in that position. I didn't know where to turn, what to do, what to where to go. I felt so trapped, and my only exit was um, good night. Basically, I I I kind of got out of that, and then found calm. And I just want to do the best I can by everybody, and just try to change people's attitudes try right, to change people's attitudes people just to listen people to understand that there is a big problem out there you know 84 people 84 men before forty-five fires are in themselves that, that that is alarming and needs to be addressed so just look out for yes. each other help each other be there for each other just put your arm around each other and go. come on bruv, let's talk man sit down no alcohol Sit down and just talk to each other. Have a great conversation. Take the mickey out of each other. Cry. Embrace
0: it. And let's change the
1: attitude. Sorry, I'm banging on a little bit here.
0: <laughs> no, mate. I mean, what you're saying is it's brilliant. I mean, and, you know, I've, I've said a lot in the past that, you know, social media has its... it has its evils, you know, it's sort of like, you know, we've seen a lot, you know, sort of anything from trolling just to sort of basically inane crap, which sort of like makes, it makes bad things sort of like, you know, sort of seem worse when you look at it. But at the same time, there is so much good that can be had from it. You know, as I said, I met you through social media, you know, and I was kind of inspired by what you were doing. And it was like, great, if I... You know, if I had, didn't have Twitter, I would never have found you because... Well, You've been lucky then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Would, I, would I have wanted to know you otherwise? Probably not. I um,
1: so. <laughs> love you too. <laughs> Thank <laughs> guys, you, you on the Christmas card list. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, but, you know, it's kind of, it is one of these things and we are spreading a word. I don't care if you're, you know, a Fulham fan, a Chelsea fan. I don't care if you're sort of, you know, a Wrexham fan, you know, if you want to talk, talk just you know speak out you know so this is this is about bringing people together this is about you know this is about sort of making people feel comfortable uh and i remember when i suffered badly i at the time didn't feel comfortable talking about it uh but now you know, you, you just realize there are people there there are people ready to listen uh, and I think you know if we can get football fans talking about it, I think it's a brilliant thing. And I think everything that we're doing will be worthwhile. Even though I haven't done enough training for this walk, and I will obviously get blisters, and you may have to carry me the last six miles. But apart from that, it will be hey, brilliant. You're going to have to lose some weight,
1: mate.
0: <laughs> I've lost all the weight. I, I, my diet is caffeine and <laughs> stress. It's fine. <laughs> but like, like I, I said, mean, before I go
1: before i've got like i'm talking to birmingham city fans and like they're quite high up on the social media ladder should be say and they're all wanting to get involved so i expect a lot of coming together from Fulham fans and birmingham fans you know this i like you said i would reiterate what you said fans need to talk If we can hit every club we do and get their fans talking it's puts it back on them, and now they're talking about something that's really relevant to them. Not only us, but it's relevant to us, but it's really relevant to them. And everywhere we go, we, I, I feel like I'm preaching at the moment, but I, everywhere we go, we're just going to hit that, that place and talk about it and just let people understand the facts. And you look in that stadium last game of the season, we're going to walk 130 miles. How much does St Andrews hold? What is it, 25?
0: Twenty six thousand? I've been I've been there once and it was it was half full, I think. But yeah, it's pretty decent size, twenty five, twenty seven thousand or something. out of that,
1: you're gonna have a lot of men suffering in there. A lot of men. And if we hit one of the men that listened to us, just one, beat out of Birmingham fans, that that whole walk would have been worth it.
2: Mm.
1: Whole walk would have been massively worth it. And we can all, we don't need to know, but we will know that we've made a difference and we've got people talking. We will, I'll pat everybody on the back. Everybody, you included Morgan and I'm proud of all of you look You are just absolutely phenomenal standing up and doing something with me. I, I can't thank you all enough. It's going to be, you are going to have every emotion with us and rain. Um, <laughs> but I... I generally can't wait I've been pacing up and down the whole time I've been doing this getting my steps in
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I got mine
1: in I'm (laughs) fine I've done done? 35,000 today I just Mm -hmm. want to do it I'm just excited I'm I'm feeling it I just just, want to get on with it and like I said mate I can't stress that I'm proud of all the people that are taking part in this absolutely phenomenal for standing up and doing something and also proud of the fans that are Playing their part in talking about it, opening up, and understanding that there is a problem. And if, like I said, mate, if we can just save one person's life and make a difference to them, then that whole walk of laughter, jokes, uh, pain, you me, misery going to be—and also big shout out to Mister Bob Mother Bill, who's going to be our support car. Yeah, he's going to be no, carrying definitely. everything.
0: So yeah, he's but, he's been brilliant. I mean, this guy, this guy, uh, Bob. Uh, Bob O'Sullivan who he's Bob Mobile, I think on Twitter now isn't he um, he's just been, <laughs> been uh, he's been a, he'll be our support through the uh, through the challenge but he's been an amazing support in the lead up to it uh, helping out stuff and you know sort of you kind of think well oh, he's not walking and it's like it doesn't need to he's there for us as you know so which is amazing and I uh, you know can't thank him enough for that um what we've also got which obviously we're trying to sort of fundraise for this so check out you know sort of uh, check out the uh, website um the just giving page you'll be able to again see it on our twitter handles one thing we've got a fundraiser this weekend um full and focus uh plus a couple of uh, guest well actually no you're you're from focus member now that you're actually on the podcast we will be playing a uh, a six or seven aside game against uh fulhamish podcast which um, you know fantastic uh, that they've managed to uh, that they've wanted to get involved with this and that should be a good laugh we're at um sacred heart school in clapham junction uh, around clapham junction on uh, on saturday about 5 p.m so day after the Millwall game obviously you won't have a game to go to so if you want to come down and watch it yeah brilliant it'll be it'll be good to have you all we'll be um you know trying to do some fundraising for the walk but yeah it should just be a bit of a laugh and we'll try and film it we'll try we'll put it on the uh the website and stuff like that but yeah uh, looking forward to looking forward to that battle as it were um <laughs> yeah, you're playing on. You?
1: Yeah, I've, I've, I've wanted to go in gold, but uh, Danny Boy said he's going in gold. So, well, go old stuff. Well. When you are a kid, nobody wants to go in gold. And go. Then all of a sudden, as you get older, everybody wants to go in gold. It's God's law, isn't it? So, yeah, I'm going to be running around. I'm going to be chopping a few legs and just having a great old laugh. It's going to be fun. And like I said, man, I can't thank them enough as well for stepping up to the mark and obviously addressing this issue, which yeah. is a national. Problem really, um, and also for you lot for stepping up and organising this. Uh, I've had no no part to play in this, which has been a, a weight off my shoulders, and let everybody carry on and do what they got to do. But I, I'm absolutely proud of of the whole both teams, and it's it's going to be a good old laugh. It's going to be fun, and it, the whole point of this is raising um, awareness for what we're doing. It'll be great stretch of the legs, and I, I'm, I'm just I'm just in awe of everybody trying to play their part and step up to the mark and do something. You know, I, I started this off as one simple guy. You come along and you, you saw how, how I saw I've spent eight hours talking to you, uh, struggling to understand why people weren't listening. Mm-hmm. And obviously now, the longer I've gone on, people are listening. And to me, I'm just, I'm absolutely blown away with what, what's going on, with what people are saying. And people are literally just reaching out and talking about it. And I'm I'm chuffed, like, you played a massive part in this, mate. And it's, it's been... An absolute rollercoaster ride. But I feel that we, as Fulham fans, are making a difference. It's not the club. It's nothing to do with anybody else. It's us, the fans, absolutely standing up and trying to make a difference. And every one of our fans, to- tonight, tomorrow morning, on your way to work, like I do, listening to podcasts while walking, um, you've all made a difference.
0: You know, and to me, it's just phenomenal. And well, I love you all. It's yeah, great. I think I, it, 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 it mean... has
2: been.
0: It has been brilliant. It will be brilliant. You know, we will carry on building this. You know, this is this doesn't stop at Fulham to Birmingham. This right. carries on. Right. You know, and there's there is no end point, You know, it's like you can never. Eradicate something completely, but you can get people motivated to discuss. And I think you know we yeah. will do that. I think you know we will do our best with this one. We will do our best with the next one. And I think you know this is definitely something. Over the last couple of years, it's been you know building up, building up. And I think you know it's definitely seeing sort of um, a massive sort of yeah. yeah beacon of hope, as it were, yeah. without sounding too wanky for for this particular yeah. sort of issue. Uh yeah, I just, you know, as I said, I can't wait to get going. Guys, we're gonna have to sort of uh, call it a day. Matt. I'm sorry, you kind of, <laughs> you, you kind sorry, of Matt.
2: <laughs> No, no, it's all good. Listen
0: Would you like to join us on a walk and
2: uh <laughs> I'm busy that day, but um <laughs> yeah. but honestly it's you know, best of luck. It's brilliant um what you're doing. So um yeah, I'll be following it, of course.
0: All right, well brilliant. Well, thanks very much, guys. Uh yeah. both of you uh great show. Um and yeah, I mean, obviously, big game on Friday. Uh, really looking forward to sort of like seeing how we do against a team, you know, another in-form team. And uh, obviously, the bigger game of the weekend is Full On Focus versus Fulhamish Podcast, uh, five pm Saturday. Um, and obviously, we will uh, we'll give you a full match report uh, next time round. But thanks very much, guys, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening.